Hey guys, this is Nirmal Hansali and welcome to the Curiosity Podcast. You're listening to part 1 of my interview with Vyoma Jha. Before we begin a bit about her, Vyoma Jha graduated from NLU Jodhpur. She is currently pursuing her PhD in SLS. That's not symbiosis, it's Stanford Law School. She researches on the interaction between climate change, environmental law and trade related issues. In this interview, she talks to us about her journey of pursuing law and what it is like to be an academic and a researcher in the field of climate change and environmental law. I had a lot of fun listening to her talk about all of these things. So without much further ado, here's part 1. Hello Vyoma, welcome to the Curiosec podcast. Hi, hi Nirmal. Thank you for having me here. So, before we get on to discuss your life, I just have a very basic question. So, what is it that you're sure. currently doing right now? <laughs> sure. So, I am currently a doctoral student at uh, Stanford Law School. so i am uh, one of the candidates in their jsd program which is the american law school way of saying a phd in law and essentially translates to doctor in the science of the law and uh, one of the one of the unique features about stanford now having spent a little bit of time here is that it's an interdisciplinary uh, doctoral program so there's a huge emphasis on empirical legal research where you where you are using um, either qualitative or quantitative methods from social sciences in order to inform your work and uh, you know sort of develop your research so yeah so currently i'm doing that currently i'm in the process of developing my doctoral dissertation which i'm hoping is going to be at the intersection of international law and international relations primarily through the lens of um, multilateral climate diplomacy simply speaking <laughs> okay so we'll get to the experience of that later on so Absolutely. i want to talk to you about a bit about what you did in childhood so did you have any particular career in mind like did you know as a kid you wanted <laughs> to let's say pursue a phd or study in abroad or anything like that uh no let me let me say no to all of that <laughs> I I never really grew up having a very set idea of this is what I want to do. I never really had any hardcore ambitions of, you know, I have to be abroad or I have to do a PhD. But interestingly, I think I I must have been like 8 or 9 when uh so as a background of course my my grandfather was a doctor and my father is a he's a civil servant so you know of course you always grow up hearing that you'll be one or the other okay <laughs> but uh, but at some point i think i realized that i i may not have the aptitude for for medicine <laughs> just in terms of you know the the practical experience of it and uh, and and i remember at some point in my life i was just like oh so what if i don't become this doctor i'll become the other kind of doctor so it was just in jest <laughs> may have said <laughs> that you know that i may never be a medicinal uh, doctor but i'll i'll do a phd at some point and i'll keep everybody happy here and things like that so it was it was it was one of those things and now when i look back and i'm just like ha huh, that was that was that was hilarious but uh, but yeah so i mean 
apart from you know apart from that i think phd was never really a real uh, it was never really a real pursuit until much much later in my life and career and uh, i think while growing up i was i was a lot more uh, artistically inclined and and maybe not even very artistic but very creatively inclined so i i, I always okay. uh, you know i was i was super active in school with uh, you know with just mostly artsy and craftsy stuff all around so i was the person in charge you know when you needed new new softboards in the classroom and you know and i used to do these uh, these really fun and crazy things with some of my friends and so, some of them are still my best friends to date but um, so we we i mean i i i was very very creatively inclined i think so i i pursued a lot of those things in my free time i used to keep scrapbooks i used to draw i used to create i used to uh, and then and much later on i think i took up photography as as a hobby oh. and, you know uh, yeah and uh, led to of course dabbling with uh, you know photos and 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 photo photo processing and then graphic arts and so i love actually creating uh, graphic art from photos okay so so that 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 kind of was my was was always my personal inclination and and at some point i hoped it would be a professional one too because i i i i, I if if one has to think back it was probably around 11 12th that at at that point i think i seriously harbored hopes of becoming an architect <laughs> <laughs> but but things yeah and i and i actually was doing science in school and uh, and, uh, and 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 possibly working towards becoming an architect or giving one of those entrance exams and uh, i think i think the bubble burst and i realized that i had to give uh, the ai triple e <laughs> even for for the school of planning and architecture and i was just like ugh I don't want to write that exam. <laughs> I have to study all my 11th, 12th math and science and physics and I was just like this is this is not what I imagine. <laughs> so so I think it was it was it was because of that uh, kind of default of you know having of, of being in those few months I think post the pre-boards of class 12th where you know when i realized that okay this is what it would mean to give the architecture entrances and uh, i don't seem to have a plan b <laughs> what do i do now <laughs> how did you get around to joining law school then like what is the story behind that yeah so like i like i said you know uh, it law school was never in in my plans and and it was probably the the winter of uh 2004 early 2004 which is uh, i'd finished the pre boards and <laughs> pretty much struggled my way through and like you know just hated the idea of doing anything math science uh after after school so one of my friends actually one of my very good friends at that point of time uh, we used to stay in the same colony she was applying for law school and she was super super interested in law school and 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 being a lawyer since since class 8th or 9th if i can imagine and at that point of time you know uh, schooling and 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 uh, and coaching for law schools wasn't that 
popular or wasn't that um, I, I guess well established as it is now you know now you have people very early on in school who are just like I'm going to go to the law school track right but at, at that point of time law school was just an idea which very very few people uh, knew what it was about what it would entail what the entrances were and of course interestingly all the entrances were very different right because each law school had its own entrance exam so there was none of the common law entrance exams and you know you had to really figure out from each of their uh, each of their websites, what the application materials were. It would come in post and you would write to them. Registrar would send you some application package. So it was a bit of a process. And uh, and I remember she had probably every law school's uh, application packet at that point of time. And she had just given the NUJS exam because NUJS, uh, interestingly, would have their in- entrances in January early January, if I'm not mistaken, and everybody else would have it in April, May, you know, and that sort of a window. So, of course, I missed NUJS, and I was like, okay, what what are you doing, and, you know, what are your plans, and this and that, and, you know, so she actually told me that, you know, you, and, and this is where there's another little bit to my story, that in school I was very active with the, uh, with the, uh, with, you know, just issues of the environment in the sense that I was a part of the environmental club and just active with things uh, related to just student initiatives across campus and, you know, sometimes also across the city. We would we would just have uh, little projects or just awareness drives and little campaigns. So I was, I was always very, very active on that front in, in, in school and and at that point of time, I was uh, probably the vice president or something of of the school's environment society or something of that sort, you know. So it was one of those like school appointees and and everything. So that that was also a part of what I had done, and it was also something I was very actively engaged in, very keen on. So she happened to tell me she's just like, hey, you know what, you you really like you know, the environmental uh, space. And then at that point of time, I think we were all too immature to know (laughs) what environmental policy was or what environmental law was or what environmental science was. But, you know, just just the sort of uh, tag of environmental meant that, you know, oh, you you could do something related to that. And very interestingly, NLU Jodhpur that year, that very year was introducing specializations uh, across the BA, BSc, BBA, LLBs. So I still remember, so they actually had a BSc Environmental Science LLB, they had a BSc Biotechnology LLB, they had a BA Economics LLB, they had a BA uh, English LLB, and they had a BA Political Science LLB, and BBA was, of course, just (laughs) plain BBA LLB. So, and she had all this prospectus and the application stuff, and she showed that to me. So I was just like, huh, this looks interesting. And she was just like, you know, why don't you give it a shot? And it'll be a great thing because you can do something related to environmental science and, you know, and being in law school isn't necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, so there was uh, there was uh, that kind of encouragement from her. And I think this was probably around Feb or, or something of that sort. And then lo and behold, I think in March, my, my dad had one of these... Uh, you know, work-related visits to Mumbai or something, and he decided to then do a little detour via Jodhpur. 
So okay. he went to the uh, law school. He met the vice chancellor then, which was Professor Mitra. He met the registrar then. <laughs> uh you know mr lahoti and then he he generally sort of you know did a little bit of a tour around the campus and and just like find out more about the law school because he he also didn't really have an idea i think that point of time very very few people really uh, were aware to the extent of uh, you know just the kind of work and teaching and 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 sort of hostel life etc people used to have in law schools and jodhpur was very very new even up until then so he went there and he was of course very encouraged by you know by just the sort of uh, uh the the structure of 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 the program uh, you know professor mitra's sort of enthusiasm yeah. for all the new specialized courses and and um, and 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 just the kind of law school community that was really like budding and coming up so he he i think he returned with also a very sort of positive outlook to it and uh, you know he encouraged me and he was just like yeah why not go for it and um, and of course <laughs> you know i think all of us having sort of emerged from the indian schooling system you don't just write one entrance exam <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you end up writing a couple just to have some options so that year i um, yeah so i ended up writing the nlu jodhpur uh, nalsar also at my friends encouragement and nls bangalore so these were the three i ended up writing did not make it to bangalore i was some very like i i, I think i i was probably like two marks away from um, the cut off marks and oh. two marks like translated into like 200 ranks or something like that you know so it was a bit like of a shock and i was like wow that sucks <laughs> yeah but uh, bangalore didn't happen and jodhpur and nalsar um, sort of started happening simultaneously in the sense that jodhpur i got the call and nalsar i was you know maybe on the first wait list and like the first few people they were considering and you know so i but of course I, i i think my my whole idea of applying was strangely enough always jodhpur from the beginning because of the attraction to the environmental science llb and uh, yeah so i ended up applying there i ended up accepting uh, that offer and all of that and uh, went to law school <laughs> where of course <laughs> there was something else waiting for me <laughs> by by a third semester <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about your law school experience law school was interesting it was it was very interesting to say the least so like i like i said my my motivations for going to law school and uh, the the kind of uh, interest i had in in just that kind of a uh, uh, interdisciplinary program where you're doing environmental science and then llp it was uh, I mean it, I I I have very little recollection of actually the first and the second semester of teaching but I think it was fine I mean I was kind of like doing all right but then after our first summer after our first summer break when we came back which was third semester uh literally the first week of third semester uh we find out that professor mitra had quit college and uh, and because he had quit college also i'm assuming under some uh some sort of you know <laughs> back and forth to the administration and all of that and there was obviously probably behind the scene uh politics uh, going on at that point but uh, but his departure meant that a lot of people uh, a lot of teachers who had come along with him 
left college along with him and the other casualty was that they actually scrapped each and every specialization that had actually started oh. at that point of time so so all our courses overnight kind of vanished <laughs> and and you were you know if you were in the specialized ba economics or ba political science or whatever you were now just ba llb uh bsc environmental science biotech whatever was just bsc llb and uh, bba of course was unscathed <laughs> from all of this <laughs> but uh, but yeah so that happened and all of a sudden i found myself uh, in bsc llb back in science which i was just very sure i was never going to do again and was running away from desperately and i was just like oh my goodness this is this is not happening <laughs> this is this is not happening to me so i uh, of course i along with i remember two more people uh we were all in the bsc environmental science so funnily enough we were just like five or six of us in that cohort of of environmental science but uh, and uh, and out of those five six of us three of us for sure knew that we didn't want to do bsc llb <laughs> so so we had this little mini revolt going on where we would just like you know stand outside the registrar's room all day and like meet people and and i don't think we had a new vice chancellor and an acting vice chancellor anything of that sort so you know we just kind of waded our way through all of that and we were just like you know what we don't want to do this we came under the impression we're going to do something else this is not fun this is not fair you can't be like playing with our lives like this and, you know and pretty much i guess the early loyalty instincts kind of kick in right <laughs> so you start yeah. arguing your case in front of them and then you know all kinds of all kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, different lines of arguments we had and uh, and then i think at some point and 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 primarily because it was so early on in our five year uh, law school trajectory that this happened uh the registrar relented you know he he was a very very nice guy i mean i think he was one of the few people who really kept the university as a unit and you know he knew everybody by name like literally each and every person he knew by name through like five or six batches and oh. and uh, and you know and he and he really gave us a you know very, he gave us a very sort of good here and he was just like you know what you all make sense even we didn't really expect this to happen so you know what if uh, if there are a couple of you and it's just very few of you you can uh, you know you can uh, you can switch you can switch to the ba line because i think as it is what had happened was that even with the specialized ba courses right like the ba economic guys ba political science guys they had all done some of the courses which was prescribed under their specialization so now that all of this got scrapped even the ba section as a whole had to do a couple of these uh, you know of course the bar council prescribed sort x number of courses okay um so even those guys who are now clubbed under just the ba umbrella were supposed to do a few uh, few sort of additional courses for like one or two semesters just to kind of make up for you know all the messiness that had happened so the registrar was like you know what those guys are also going to be doing some extra courses for like one or two semesters 
you will probably be in the same boat. So it would just mean that instead of like six courses per semester, you may be doing seven courses for like three semesters or something of that sort. So, but he agreed, you know. So essentially, I think uh, uh, year two onwards, I was in BALLB and we had uh, we had sort of two two uh, two no not two extra courses two or three extra courses through like the next two or three semesters so i remember that you know we were like a small bunch of people about like 8 10 of us who were <laughs> who were writing an extra exam, you know, who were in Jodhpur for an extra day and things like that. So it was, you know, that, that, that became pretty routine and you got pretty used to the idea of those extra things. But yeah, so then that, that, that kind of was like a little bit of a switch at that point of time. And then uh, I loved it. I actually loved uh, the BA track. It was, uh, I think I, I sort of found my calling with the social sciences. I enjoyed all my papers of, you know, history, political science, psychology, economics. And, you know, and, and it, 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 it was just, um, it was just pretty much a whole new world of uh, being introduced to a discipline that I hadn't really truly studied before you know I mean you did history and all of that up until 10th but it was all social sciences or social studies or something like that so just you know diving into each of it individually was pretty pretty nice pretty interesting and uh, yeah but uh, ironically enough uh, (laughs) I never enjoyed any of the law courses (laughs) up until second third year we never do you never do right i think it all, it was also the time uh, you know probably probably like third year third year sometime where i was just like oh i don't like any of these courses you know like things like civil procedure cpc crpc and you know evidence and constitutional law i still enjoyed but you know just the sort of bare bones uh, law courses property law oh property law 1 and 2 i was just like pulling my hair out i was like why am i studying this this is not for me <laughs> so i think yeah i think that was that was the sort of um, atypical mid law school crisis right where you're just like you know i'm i'm halfway down i still have so much more time to go all my other friends are graduating <laughs> you know everybody who's doing you know just like a BA somewhere or you know who's in engineering by that time everybody is just you know they're they're done they're dusted they're on to like working and all kinds of things so and and you are still like a good two and a half years away and you're like wow this is this is not fun so I think that was a bit of a a crisis point where I I truly I, I I didn't have any ideas about what I wanted to do with law school because up until then even my internships were very uh, very sort of uh, uncharacteristic in terms of just what other law school law students were doing because you know first year everybody you know you work with an NGO all of that everybody's doing that so I mean that was fine for me because I was like, great, I'll, I'll work with Terry, which was the Energy and, uh, Energy and Resources Institute. At that point of time, it was called the Tata Energy and Environment uh, Institute. But uh, So I was very excited with the first year internship. I was like, yes, let's work at Terry, and this is perfect, and, you know, this is like my area of work and all of that. 
so that was great but second year it was like uh, you know you work with a lawyer or something of that sort like in high court and this and that so i i did one of my internships with uh, with a lawyer in the delhi high court of course his practice sort of uh, uh, his practice was across both delhi high court and the supreme court so then i did that but i didn't really enjoy it that much so by the time the the third year was going on and you know the third year internships were happening and this was the time everybody in law school switched to the law firms you know like by by yeah. by third year everybody has you know an amarchand or a luthra or an ezb kind of an experience under their belt and i just was not inclined to do that i was just like mm, this is not for me <laughs> this is this is definitely not for me so i ended up going back to terry uh, for my internship even in the third year uh, sort of period this was probably like the winter of third year before third year ends so the winter semester so i ended up you know sort of interning in terry which was which was really nice i think because at that point of time i worked with a i worked with somebody who who was uh, in terry's law and policy team you know and they themselves had a legal background like in the sense they had like a legal a law degree and an llm and they were working in one of the water policy divisions of terry okay so for me going back to terry was very interesting because uh, you know here i was sort of bang in the middle of law school not really having a great idea of where you know i would go next because clearly law firms and litigation hadn't really excited me at all up until then but when i saw somebody with a law degree you know working in the space where you were you know doing pure uh, sort of policy level work and i still remember very vaguely of course uh you know the details are very hazy now but the the crux of that program was that we were working on the water policies in the state of karnataka and uh, tamil okay. nadu and uh, and it and it had a lot to do with the sort of advent of you know these big multinational companies such as coca cola who were drawing water indiscriminately in the areas that they'd set up their plants you know so a lot of a lot of that project involved really understanding state level local level laws and you know also the kind of uh also the kind of regulations under which these companies were set up and 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 you know what governed their presence in these states and uh, and really truly like how do you prevent them from this kind of excessive uh overdrawing of water which was depleting water tables quite drastically and dramatically in these places you know so so it ended up being one of those very um very hands on kinds of uh, work experiences where you know where you're kind of pouring through these local level laws and you know a lot of them were like written in kannada and tamil and things like that so i remember we used to like try and find people who would translate that for us and then you know somebody would translate some written guidelines and then then you kind of sit and pore over it and you know and just like make little notes i of course was still really young so i was just doing a lot of the grunt work like you know just like making notes of like what this whole thing says or just like you know uh finding little things so i was never really of course with like the actual drafting of what that policy was but um 
or what the proposed policy they were coming up with. But it was really interesting, I think, at that point of time to be a part of something like that because it 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 really opened up my my eyes to the fact that, okay, you know, this is like law school and sort of law firm and litigation is is not the end of the world. Uh, there is a lot more you can do with a law degree, and and that's just something that they don't teach you in law school, unfortunately. So you know, so for me, it was it was one of those transformative things where I was just like, okay, great. So this is something I like doing. It sort of you know it 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 goes with my plan of working very broadly working with the environmental space <laughs> the early idea that you sort of come with and uh, and you know and it was just like okay great so now i just need to figure out uh, what or where and 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 you know and what kind of things that i want to work on so so that really uh, i think um, gave me a much clearer sense of what i wanted to do and you know and and then of course like in keeping with just the sort of uh, inclination i had towards environmental issues and uh, things like that when uh, when the fourth year specializations when that time came when you had to choose between the track of like you know you were doing criminal ipr corporate trade i decided to go with uh, the trade wto honors okay. track and uh, and one of my sort of key reasons for making that decision was that through my sort of internship experience and and also through a little bit of you know just i think reading and you know and just being exposed to the new kinds of issues within international law i had actually sort of stumbled upon and you know and kind of discovered this whole area of trade and environment and how how trade and environment are you know it's the 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 two disciplines which are really kind of working at cross purposes and yet each is trying to ensure that you know the other doesn't uh, suffer so you have trade mm-hmm. policies which try to weave in environmental concerns and you have environmental policies which have to keep in mind that you know you don't really put a stop to trade and that you're not really um, anti and anti competitive or you're not really constraining uh, free market forces from just working um, as as they would normally do so it was it was a very interesting uh, i guess concept to me at that point of time and you know and and that really spurred i was like okay great i would want to know more about this so let me let me really understand what trade law is what wto is you know what Uh, what this whole new world uh, really offers and then maybe I'll try and find my way and weave it back to you know the kind of issues I've always been interested in and uh, so that that really I think gave me a new uh, it really gave me a sort of new purpose with like my fourth and my fifth year and I think that was when I truly enjoyed law school I truly enjoyed uh, you know doing these new courses in wto uh writing those projects you know of course you know now when you look back you're just like 
oh man like our research skills were so poor <laughs> in terms of you know we would we would we would just like write these projects like overnight and like in 2 3 days and you know and 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 i think that whole concept of like how do you write a good research paper that that training was just so absent but uh, but you know but whatever said and done it 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 really did kind of force you to you know dabble in in these things and and I really enjoyed some of the work that I did you know I I I kind of made it my purpose to actually write some sort of a trade and environment related uh, project for pretty much all of my WTO courses all of my honors courses and uh, you know with each of them I just started reading more about um, you know one area or another and a third and 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 that really i think was the beginning of when i found my my interest in in sort of you know what then my career trajectory became which was just all like working on working on issues of linkages between the legal regimes for trade investment and climate change now more specifically so so yeah so law school was uh, was interesting in that that you know i i i pretty much went through all the the highs and lows of you know really enjoying my work and sort of finding finding my voice in terms of what i wanted to do next and and also the lows of like why am i here <laughs> what is what is this going to do for me this is this is the worst you know and and of course you know there were always these existential crises where crises when when you when you sort of you know would just be hit with the fact that you know you're in jodhpur and like you were just like oh everybody else like every other law school is like in a bigger city and you know because you always used to hear from your friends about like how there were just like more opportunities around them somehow you know because i think i had friends in my ugs and nalsar and uh, bangalore you know who at that point of time you know this whole culture of working while studying wasn't there which now Correct. funnily enough i'm seeing a lot in nlu delhi and 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 kudos to them and props to them because you know they're really making the most of i think the location because i know students i i taught there too briefly as a visiting faculty i could get that get to that later but but uh, but yeah i mean like in nlu delhi like one of the things i saw students do was that you know they would they would just sort of finish classes by 2 and and a lot of them very actively would just like go and work with somebody you know they would go work with a lawyer they would go work in a lawyer's chamber a lot of them do these like externships through the year where they are just like you know in a law firm and so sort of just going there every day for the second half of the day so you had so you now have like that concept which has sort of crept into law schools and um, and I, i and i remember at that point of time some people used to do it but in a very limited way in the bigger cities right like but never in jodhpur and i think the only few people who did it in jodhpur were the people from jodhpur you know who either had family or or just somebody known to their family who had a practice or some kind of lit, you know litigation setup and they would sort of go work with them or like assist them and and you know and they all had homes in jodhpur so you a you didn't have a base there you know and b it was a city which did really offer too much of that work uh, you know of of that scope, scope of work if you didn't really know anyone so somehow i would just always be like oh you know like it just it's like you just could not make uh 
any opportunities happen for you work wise so so i think that was one of you know the constants through through the five years of law school where i you know i just if i look back now it's just like you know i could have i could have treated law school a lot differently if somehow the opportunities around me were different but because you know okay. you were constrained to a little sense to a great extent because of jodhpur and its location you know you didn't you didn't really then push yourself to do much outside of it but now i also feel that you know as opposed to whatever like it it 10 10 11 12 years ago now it's so different because um, you know technology has changed so much like when i honestly when i read your email and when i sort of read what you were doing and 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 the kind of initiative you had i was just like this is just fantastic you know it it's truly fantastic because you know now you sort of have the tools to really explore the other kind of things that you may want to do by just being in that place and not necessarily needing the city or the city structure or you know like the other infrastructure around you to actually to to support that like you could you could pretty much be sort of you know pursuing things you like or you know passions you have from wherever you are so i think i think that's fantastic you know so i i would love to i would actually love to be in to be back in anilu jodhpur as a student today <laughs> with all you know the sort of new surrounding uh, sort of infrastructure and you know everything that's there in college and because i think even even in terms of physical infrastructure i think our time in college was very 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 different and i have yeah. visited over the years since leaving as well and every time i go i'm just so excited i was just like wow this is new wow this is new <laughs> oh my god if we had a library like this <laughs> or you know things like that so it's uh, yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting just to see how how the changes happen to that, that's quite nice so you entered law school trying to study environmental mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. turns out that you couldn't study that mm-hmm. and later on you were able to pursue environmental law through through your internships and and through trade law what did you end yeah. up doing immediately after law school like how did you make that decision yeah. at that point of time yeah. towards the end of 5 uh, years correct so so one of the things that i sort of found out through and this was also like talking to a couple of people you know family friends kids who were like in other law schools or like you know some of the people who i met through the internship one of the things i found out or like i figured out was that i would need to do a masters degree if i wanted to switch into you know this whole law and policy side of things because at that point of time unfortunately there weren't that many policy related uh, research organizations which would hire law students okay you know now of course the landscape has changed completely like completely because now you have places which have actually been started by you know law school alum from you know different law schools but now you have places which have been started by law school alum and and you know you can be a five year law school graduate and you can join them immediately and you know get sort of experience with policy re- relevant research and you know and you could be working on uh, all kinds of like different applied uh, law and policy issues but at that point of time unfortunately there were very little 
to no options uh, for you to join places immediately after law school so i think that understanding was quite clear to me that you know i would need to do a masters of some sort in order to branch out of this law school mold and into a little more of a researcher and like a research oriented um, career so for me you know it it was it was then like okay you know what's the what's the natural progression so one of the things that always pops up in your mind at that point of time is the llm degree yeah and a lot of people who i spoke to who had done the llm and you know whichever specialization whichever uh, sort of uh, track that they had but a lot of them who had done the llm at 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 that point of time and this is like 2008 9 because this was like my final year of law school so one thing that consistently came up to me was the the idea of law school clerkships you know so supreme court clerkships and uh, a lot of them vouched for the fact that you know it would be helpful to have that under your belt if you're applying to us law schools uh, although i think there were still a couple of people who applied sort of while they were in their final years and things like that and then they still got in okay and they went immediately after law school but i liked this idea that you know that you that you can work for a little while and then kind of get back into academia you know so so for me the idea of the clerkship was also sort of exciting in a way because it all, it gave me a year away from from law school uh to 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 also then you know firm up my mind about okay if i am investing my time and energy into into pursuing a masters and a masters abroad you know let me do it right let me let me take my time to figure it out because by that time i think you know the deadlines for if i were to apply while i was in my final year they were all too short and they were all too soon and i just felt that it would have been a very half-hearted effort so so yeah so in terms of what i wanted to do or like what i ended up doing right after law school i i applied for the clerkship and and at that, that point of time i don't know maybe processes have changed but at that point of time it was a pretty uh, uh sort of it was a pretty uh, administration oriented uh, application process and i will sort of like qualify that by saying that you basically had to go to the registrar and you had to tell him that i want to do a clerkship and the registrar would be like okay let me get in t- touch with the supreme court registrar and and then essentially it ended up becoming this network of you know all the law school registrars who had a line of channel of communication with the supreme court registrar and then you know and then they would send their names saying that these people from my law school want to come and do the clerkship this year and then they would have a roster of like these applicants etc who they would call to delhi for for an interview or some sort of a shortlisting and things like that so i i remember i think it was the in the april of of 2009 which is which is probably like the last month of law school and you know when i went to delhi and and of course i i am from delhi and i would always find a reason to go to delhi so i think i was also in famous in college for <laughs> never being around <laughs> i found the slightest excuse to go to delhi but uh, but again i mean just just to sort of qualify i never had attendance issues so i was i was pretty smart about my visits <laughs> but uh, but yeah so i i went to i went to the supreme court and i still remember it was uh, 
it was probably Justice Dalveer Bhandari who was interviewing us. Oh. And uh, and uh, probably another judge with him. I'm trying to remember who. But it, it was it was two of them. Uh, it might have been Justice Altamas Kabir. I'm, I'm, I'm a little unsure. But I still remember it was Justice Dalveer Bhandari who was one of the interviewees. And... And you know, and it was it it went on for like almost half a day, and you know they called us in, and it was very nice. It was it was very, I mean, it wasn't really like a job interview, but it was just much more of like a, you know, uh, just like a personality interview where they were talking to you. They wanted to, you know, find out why you want to do this, and you know, and what really draw you to working in the Supreme Court with the judges, and you know, why would you want to do research and things like that. So, so I think that was that was an interesting experience, and of course, for me, a lot of my uh, a lot of my reasons for saying why I'm choosing this was that you know it was uh, it was just something which would prepare me for uh, you know for just like research later on in my career, which is which is sort of what I'm uh, looking at right now, and and uh, yeah, and and that happened, so that. Uh, that ended up becoming or like being my uh, next stop uh, after law school and I clerked at the Supreme Court for a year with uh, Justice Sipurkar at that point of time and it was uh, it was the best um, training ground I feel for a career in research and uh, as much as I loved the Supreme Court and I loved litigation you know I think spending a year in the Supreme Court sort of sitting on the other side of you know of, of the bench like watching people argue listening to the judge who you worked with for like the entire day and to sort of think about what he thinks of the case and you know how he is going to approach it and then seeing that play out in the courtroom every day that was that was quite a spectacular sort of experience in terms of uh, you know in terms of just what you know a young person can be exposed to because even if you join litigation straight out of law school um, it will never uh, it will never prepare you for or it will never sort of give you a 360 degree view of a matter right because with litigation you're always working with the lawyer you're always working on the, your side of the case but uh, but working you know with the judge and 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 seeing how they deal with these cases and oh my god and also just seeing the sheer number of matters they deal with every day that was mind blowing like it 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 was quite quite an experience and in fact like till date I, I of course treat it as you know as as my training ground truly for research but till date I tell people who are interested in litigation that they need to spend a year doing a clerkship, you know. I I mean, it doesn't matter where or which level of litigation they may want to pursue, but if there are people who are truly interested in litigation, I think they should spend a year doing a, doing a clerkship with either a Supreme Court judge. Now, of course, high courts have become a lot more active with, uh, you know, with law clerks. And I know Delhi High Court has a lot of judges, you know, who are very... Uh, who are great with like mentoring law clerks and uh, and all that, but it is it is a great platform to to really see the ins and outs of you know just how the litigation process works in our country, you know just the kind of uh, sheer caseload courts go through every day, you know and and it really it gives you a whole new perspective on uh, 
on 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 even the kind of lawyer i think you want to be you know so even a kind of litigator you would want to be it's it's a great uh, it's a great platform so so yeah i think so for me my my first work experience really ended up being that clerkship and it was that year that i uh, that i also sort of went through the process of applying for uh, for my llm and uh, and again like my llm uh, applications also were determined in great part by by places that uh, you know were offering environmental law related um, degrees and even if it was not like a environmental law degree i was looking at places which had you know great faculty in environmental law international environmental law and you know maybe perhaps trade as well but uh, but my focus with those llm applications i remember was quite squarely environmental law and uh, policy you know so i looked at law schools which were doing that and and uh, sort of then worked backwards with my application yeah Thanks a lot for listening to part 1 of this episode make sure that you share and subscribe to curiosect and write to us and tell us what you think about the show stay tuned for the next one